Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily. From Curiosity.com, I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll hear some great tips for sticking to your goals more successfully with help from author Jen Sincero. But first, you'll learn about how an ancient society survived in the desert badlands of New Mexico with help from secret underground ice reserves. Ooh, let's secretly satisfy some curiosity. New Mexico is a pretty beautiful place. I've been. It really is. Especially these days, it's beautiful since, you know, we have air conditioning and technology to supply the place with fresh water. And yet, people have been living there for more than 10,000 years. Well, researchers working in the state's arid badlands have stumbled upon new evidence of at least one ingenious way that some ancient people were able to live there comfortably. A secret water supply. They have found the first evidence that ancestral Puebloans harvested water from ice deposits located in lava tubes beneath their feet. And the way they found that evidence is also pretty cool. Now, the field work took place in El Malpais National Monument in western New Mexico. It's easy to see why that's called the Badlands. It is a barren expanse of jagged, hardened lava with little vegetation and plenty of travel hazards. To the naive eye, it doesn't look like an easy place to live. But for indigenous societies, the Badlands weren't bad at all. The ancestral Puebloans, who called it home, lived in complex societies. They built in a unique architectural style, and they organized themselves in distinctive political economic systems for thousands of years. And the researchers weren't looking for evidence of the human past when they started this project. The original team of climate scientists were exploring the lava tubes in hopes of finding samples that would help them fill in the gaps in their understanding of Earth's climate in the past. And as the team ventured farther and farther into the cave, they noticed an unusual amount of charcoal and soot. Then they saw soot locked away in the ice itself, as if fires had been built specifically to melt the ice. Now is when they decided to expand their project and learn about the ancient people who had ventured into the same cave in search of the same ice deposits. The researchers used radiocarbon dating to estimate that the oldest ashes in the cave were created in small fires made between 1,000 and 1,800 years ago. Archaeological reconstructions of the site suggest that indigenous people burned the fires to turn ice into drinking water. They might also have used them in religious rituals. And this could explain a lot. Analysis of ice cores taken from the site suggests there were five periods of drought during the 800 years that water was being harvested from the cave. That, along with a changing climate, probably made sites like this one pretty valuable when it came to people settling and sustaining themselves when times were hard. So this is more than a history lesson. The ice stored away in these lava tubes helped sustain human civilizations when a changing climate made water a scarce resource. And now climate change caused by our civilization is threatening the ice itself. But luckily, the team has received a grant from the National Science Foundation so they can collect evidence from the ice before it's too late. We're in the height of New Year's resolution season. And if you're having trouble sticking to the goal you set on January 1st, we've got a guest who can help. Jensen Saro is the author of the new book, Badass Habits, Cultivate the Awareness, Boundaries and Daily Upgrades You Need to Make Them Stick. 
And today and tomorrow, she'll tell us some surprising methods you can use to really change your habits for the better and put those goals in reach. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you've probably heard a lot of tips from us on how to change your habits. So Cody asked her, what can you tell us that'll surprise us? Well, I think maybe something that people don't focus on a lot, which I focused on a lot in my book, is that most everything we do are habits and most everything we think and believe are habits also. And I don't think that that is something that people take into account when they go about changing something is that you've got to change your actions, but you've also got to change your thoughts, beliefs, and words in correlation with those actions. So let's say that you've tried to quit smoking a million times and now you're going to quit smoking. If you still identify as a smoker who's trying to quit, it's very different than if you identify as somebody who's healthy and has pink, fresh lungs and who takes really good care of their body. It shifts everything that you think and believe. And also then you're not attached to the belief that you've tried to quit a million times and you're gonna fail again, or that it's really hard to quit smoking or that you love, love, love smoking. If you focus all your thoughts and beliefs and words on health and success and things like that, it's gonna make the actions a lot easier. Right. Yeah. So it's like about identity that really, that resonates with me because I remember when I was, you know, I'm, I'm very into running now, but when I was first getting into it, I didn't feel like an athlete. I was not, mm. you know, I was someone who, who struggled to work out and it, but, but I felt like that identity came with the success. And I think if I had had that identity before it would make it a lot easier. How do you get that identity before you've even done it? Yeah, it is a lot of fake it till you make it. And you don't have to believe it right off the bat, but you have to participate in it. So you just make the decision. You just decide, I'm a runner, even though, you know, this is the first time I've ever put sneakers on. I'm a runner. <laughs> right. And so then what you do is you get into specifics, which I think is such a simple thing and such an overlooked thing. It's like, what are the specifics about somebody who identifies as a runner? What do they talk about? What actions do they take? Who do they hang out with? What do they wear? Where do they go? Like really getting into those specifics, picking like five or 10 things, even maybe finding somebody who's a, who you admire, who really runs every day, start noticing how that person talks and what they eat and what they do and, and copy them. I mean, it sounds stupid, but it really is that simple, but it's about taking the what, five or 10 minutes to get some specifics written down and then deciding, all right, that is me. One thing Jen Sincero does in Badass Habits is lay out a 21-day step-by-step guide for breaking habits you don't want and building the habits you do. So we asked her to walk us through day one. Day one is the mantra, is where you sit down and you write the mantra. And and I'll tell you, I was so resistant to this back in the day, like, okay, write some mantra. But it is hugely transformative, and I'm going to go quickly through it, but what it does is it shifts your identity towards the identity that you want. So for example, back in the day when I was making my big change, I busted myself on the fact that my mantra was, I can't afford it. I said that a hundred thousand times a day. And when I decided that I was going to start making money, every time I wanted to say, I can't afford it. I forced myself to say money flows to me easily and freely. And I explained how to write that mantra. I explained why that mantra was so powerful for me, even though I did not believe it at first, it got me so excited. And so saying money flows me easily and freely had me proving, looking for proof and looking for opportunities that money did flow to me easily and freely instead of looking for proof that I can't afford it and for opportunities to prove that right. Cause we love to be right. I write the whole thing about that too. So you're always, whether you realize it or not, proving that your reality is the truth, even if it doesn't benefit you. 
So when you change your mantra, you subconsciously start proving that that is the truth and you start to expand your vision and your perception to prove that the new thing is true. That's great. It's really powerful and it sounds really too easy. I remember just being like, come on, like, well, that's going to make any difference. But I am here to tell you it money flows to me easily and freely was one of the most important, most stupidly simple things I did. Again, that was Jen Sincero, author of the new book, Badass Habits, Cultivate the Awareness, Boundaries and Daily Upgrades You Need to Make Them Stick. You can find a link to pick it up in today's show notes. Jen Sincero will be back tomorrow to talk about why you should build habits in the first place. Good times. Let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that researchers have found evidence that ancestral Puebloans may have gotten fresh water in the desert badlands of New Mexico by building fires in lava caves to melt ice, which would then give them water. Ingenious. Love it. And we also learned that if you want to change your habits, try changing the way you think about yourself. Reevaluate those labels you give yourself, like smoker or runner. You can still be a runner, though, Ashley. Thank you. And a great place to start working on new habits is to write down your mantra. It's a fun first step to shifting your identity and putting yourself on the path to successful change. What's your mantra, Cody? Be awesome. Mm. Feel like you need more specificity. Oh, mm. be really awesome. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I think I feel I'm just coming up with this right now, but I feel like my mantra would be everyone's going to say yes. I always assume that everyone's going to say no to me. So I like don't go for it. And I just be like, they're going to say yes. That's my mantra. People will say yes to me. My mantra when I moved to the city of Chicago was say yes to everything from, like from me, like my roommates were like, oh, do you want to go out with friends and do this thing? I, I would rarely feel like leaving my, my comfortable house, especially in Chicago winter. But every time I did, I had a good time. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'm making this decision right now. Anytime anyone invites me to anything, I'm going to do it. And I did. Nice. I feel like that's good for a certain point in your life, though. Like when you first move to a place and when you're young with roommates, I feel like at this point in my life, I'm trying to say no more often. And that's been good, too. Yes. Today's first story was written by Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Go build a fire in a lava tube and then drink the water. Tell me it's not delicious. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.